Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there. You're listening to Launch Your Book with Anna David. I'm your host, Anna David. This is a show where I talk about the best ways to launch a successful book as well as all related questions pertaining to that. And today I am answering a question that I get so often that last week I actually hosted an event about this topic. And if you're saying to yourself, you host events, that means you're not on my newsletter list and you should get on their stat. So one way to get on there is to go and grab the show notes for this episode. There is a link not just to sign up for the newsletter, but to get my 20 tips for writing a best-selling book. And you can do that by going to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash legal. And the reason that is the URL is that today I'm answering the question, can I get sued by writing about people in my memoir? So as I said last week, I did an event on this on Zoom. I called it a launch lesson, and I interviewed my friend Lisa Smith, who is a former practicing attorney as well as a uh, best-selling memoirist. And I don't think I should need to say this, but what I'm about to say in this episode does not substitute for legal advice. You cannot run into a court of law and play this podcast episode and say that Anna said this was okay. This is merely... Uh, what a lot of what I gleaned in this launch lesson last week, as well as my years of experience in writing about people. Now, I'm going to say at the beginning, this is not legal advice so much as personal advice. Don't punish through the pen. Now, it can be very tempting when we have been horribly wronged by people to want to write about how horrible they are. I highly recommend doing the internal work that's required before writing about that. And one of the main reasons is that you are not going to come across as very likable if you are hammering us over the head with how horribly you've been treated. However, if you are describing things that people did which are abhorrent um, and you are just merely talking about how you reacted and all of those things, you are going to come across as a much more sympathetic character. Now, there is this great Mary Carr quote. Uh, she said it on this NPR interview when she was asked, how do you handle writing about other people? She said, you know, other people are not my problem. I'm my problem. So when there's a jerk in the book, it's usually me. I mean, I'm the one that I'm wrestling with. And that is a great thing to keep in mind. Still, let's talk about the legal implications. Now, what we're talking about here is defamation, which includes libel and slander. But guess what? There's, an, there's a defense 
when it comes to libel, which is the truth. So Lisa gave this example in the launch lesson last week. If you say this person stole money from me and then the person comes out and sues you for writing that and says you damaged my reputation by writing that, you say, but you did. And that is the defense. But here's the thing. We live in a society where anybody can sue anyone for anything, and often they do. So I highly recommend erring on the side of caution. Uh, You have to ask yourself, yeah, you may be right. You may have the greatest defense. Uh, It may be legit. But do you really want to have to resort to that kind of defense? Do you really want to have to get a lawyer and deal with that hassle? Um, You know, and a a person can can say, I got fired from my job and just all this income you owe me for. And it's just all of this stuff. And it is going to be such a headache that if there is somebody who is particularly litigious that you're writing about, do everything you can not to write about them or at least to protect yourself. And here are ways you can protect yourself. You can and probably should change descriptive characteristics, change the facts, maybe change what they do, change their hair color, change things so that these people will not be identifiable. Um, I may have talked about this in a previous episode, but when Party Girl was going for its legal review, the lawyer said to me, make sure there are more than five people that fit this description so that nobody can come forward and say, hey, this was me. You, uh, I highly recommend, if possible, talking to the people who are going to be characters in your book ahead of time. Let them know, hey, I'm writing about this. Um, I want you to know that. If you are comfortable, share the pages with them in advance. Now, I'll just say um, it's really shocking how people respond. You just cannot predict how people are going to be respond to how they're written about. Um, the people you think are going to be thrilled um, are horrified. The people you think are going to be horrified are thrilled. And I know from personal experience, I have not shown people pages ahead of time because I was scared to. And they didn't like the pages. And I would have been far better off sharing those pages with them when it was possible to sort of get their feedback on them. When it comes to people who are really good friends or whatever, I uh, give them the the option to have their real name in there or a fake name. Um, What's kind of funny is I had in my memoir, I had one friend who was just risque. Ooh, she did all kinds of crazy things. And I'm like, well, obviously you want me to change her name. And she has this very unusual name. And she was like, why? You just never know. Um, so I, you can absolutely get uh, a legal review done of your book. That means hiring an attorney and having them read it and let you know if they think there are things that you should change. Uh, Lisa mentioned there's something called Volunteer Lawyer for the Arts, uh, where lawyers do pro bono work. So it doesn't necessarily mean shelling out a lot. Um, She said she got, even though she was an attorney, she got a libel review for her book and it was under $1,000. So that doesn't have to cost you a crazy amount of money. And you can also just get sections of the book read and not the entire book. Um, there's something called media perils insurance. It may not be worth it to, but it might be something to look into if you are concerned. And there are also ways to, let's say you're writing about working at a company and 
it was a terribly abusive boss. Somebody, um, hi Christine, if you're listening, we somebody uh, in the in the live lesson in the launch lesson asked about this, and what Lisa pointed out was when she did an interview where she was talking about these years that she worked at this particular law firm, she she asked the person interviewing her, hey, don't put the name of the firm in the story, even though if you went to her LinkedIn, you could see what that firm is. So there are ways, um, sure, people could find out, but you're not shoving it in their face. Um, now, one thing to note is that a pen name does not protect you. A lot of people will say, well, if I if I write under a fake name, then um, I'm, you know, I don't risk upsetting these people. Well, that's not entirely true. And writing under uh, a pen name is such a complicated issue that I actually will talk about it in another episode. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that lawsuits can come way after the book is released. Uh, the most famous case is this one with Augustine Burroughs, the author of Running With Scissors, Three years after the book was published and a year before the movie was released, uh, the adopted family that he wrote about in this book came forward and said, no, what you said, the way you described us isn't true. Now, he had changed their names and he, in fact, had a different name as a kid, but apparently he identified them by name in interviews. So they felt uh, that they had a legitimate claim and he ended up settling um, and the, what part of that settlement included renaming the book instead of calling it a memoir, calling it a book. And he changed the acknowledgments page in future editions to say that the family's memories of events he describes are, quote, different than my own and expressing regret for any intentional, unintentional harm. Um, and the family was seeking two million. So, you know, uh judge that however you want. But, you know, many years passed without them doing anything. And it was only when it was becoming a movie that this became a problem. So so another way to protect yourself is to put uh, a disclaimer in the beginning. If you go to the show notes for this page, I will just copy the I'll, I'll put a copy of the disclaimer that we put in every book. And it just basically says, look, some of these characters are composites. Um, this is done to the best of my ability to remember. Um, some of these situations have been recreated and, and you're just basically protecting yourself. And no, um, the people can object and not have a legitimate claim. Uh, we published a book where uh, a, the client wrote about an affair she had. Now, the guy she had the affair with, everybody, he she, he knew everything's everything was out in the open. It was many, many years ago. But when we were doing her advanced reader team, the ex-wife of the guy that she had the affair with got wind of this, got a lawyer, and the lawyer said that this was going to hurt this woman's reputation. And so we, uh, at the 11th hour, got a lawyer to redrew it and say, yeah, you might want to protect yourself with this. And we just changed it. We took it out. Also, when we did a book for uh, somebody on The Real Housewives, um, Bravo had to do a review and they had things like you can't have a real housewives in the title of that book. And then they objected to these totally in thing, innocuous things, but they're out to protect themselves. Uh, we had another book uh, where the author mentioned like 
dating and doing drugs with all these celebrities. And we just sort of said, hey, get a legal review. And and the reason you want to do that is, sure, celebrities are are busy and probably don't care about a random book, but they also have deep pockets and are somewhat unpredictable as people. So you never, ever know. Now, I am not saying that you can't write about people that have done terrible things. As Annie Lamott famously said, if the people in our lives wanted us to write warmly about them, they should have behaved better. But I am saying that uh, you don't want to get hurt twice, once by them and then once by getting in trouble by writing about them. So, again, this is not legal advice. Don't say, Judge Anna David told me this was fine, but I hope this did help. And as I mentioned, you can go grab the show notes for this episode by going to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash legal. And I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com where you can get show notes and so much more you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode.